Welcome, welcome, guys, to the NFL portion of the Sunny and G podcast. You know, some things change, some things don't. Mahomes is in the finals again, the Super Bowl. Lamar comes up short when the team needed something. Uh, Detroit heartache. Yeah, that's tough, man. Crazy comeback on the 49ers part. So, where do you want to start? We'll start off with the, we got some other coaching vacancies we'll talk about at the end here, but where do you want to start? You want to start with wow, ah. <laughs> just like you know, so many people are rooting for this team. Detroit. So many people yeah, rooting that. Obviously, there's people that like hate San Francisco, hate yeah. KC. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Baltimore is that hated, but still, like they're looking for that diamond in the rough of a team to win a Super Bowl. And this was like that Cinderella story, right? the like, underdog, right? Yeah, like the, the team that has been shitty for so long. So it was like when the Chiefs first won the title in Mahomes, yeah. how many teams were cheering for them, right? Yeah. How many people were actually on his side, and now he's a villain, just like Brady and all these guys, right? When you win that many yeah. titles, man. A villain. Right? Where Detroit hadn't even won a playoff game, like, in 30-something years. Hadn't won a road playoff game in, like, 60-something yeah. years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Unthinkable, and it comes down to the players playing their hearts out. We Obviously, we saw plays that, you know, there was turnovers here and there, both sides. And we saw the lead change, but I think it all came down to those coaching play calls that everybody that watched that game or heard about that game after knows that they were right there. They could have beat San Francisco. They had him in the bag. Yep. And it yep. was just a couple of bad calls that gave a lot of fucking confidence to San Francisco. Man. Like, the thing is... Dan Campbell's been aggressive all year, right? You watch his game. We love him for Right? Like, he, you know, but when it comes down to the playoffs, I'm not saying you have to tone down your aggressiveness. I feel like in the playoffs, because now you're down to one situation, right? In the regular season, you've got 17 games worth. When the playoffs, single elimination, right? It change, it, it should. It's not like you want to be conservative. But there's also plays where, you know, they had two field goal opportunities, man. They should have taken the first. I think they should have taken the first one. Up for it, right? Then they brought up 17. You know, you're like, how much of a difference is it going to make? They had just scored a field and scored on a field goal. You come back and put a field goal on them. The pressure kind of would have changed. The yeah. momentum would have still been on your side. You would have caught the field goal. Yeah. You know, maybe they missed, though, right? Who knows? That could factor into it, too. Yeah. They're on a fourth and two, which is something that we've seen them do a lot this year and make it. Yeah. But you're single elimination, man, yeah. right? I think they should have taken the points there. I understand the aggressiveness later in the in the game too, right? With uh, Mahal Goff going for it, and then the guy dropped it. Yeah. But That's the weird, true. the shitty, the thing I hated about that fucking play was why are you lining up in an empty back set again? Or, or, or like, right? You're, you're gonna, gonna throw it right away, yeah. right? You already know you're gonna you throw it. Running back they could have had back there. And I understand, like, even if you're not gonna run it because they tried. To, and the first play, let's go back to the first play because I'm flop. You run it with fucking Amon St. Brown. You didn't run it with Gibbs or Montgomery. You ran it with a uh, your wide receiver. Then your second fourth downward later in the game, you end up going for a empty no like a shotgun look. Yeah. Five receivers or four receivers and a tight end, and the guy dropped it. You know, and then they come back, they scored again, and then mistakes. I think the biggest point was where they had, like I can't remember the exact order, but I think it was Ayuk had the touchdown. Right? The, oh, but remember that one too? The bounce? The off. bounce. He should have been a pick, but then it also should have hit the ground. <laughs> but then Ayu catches it and he goes in for the TD. Yeah. So, out of the three things that could have happened, a pick, a, the falls there, 
or goes back in the Ayuk's hands or something, they end up having the third option, right? They get the touchdown. Then I think Gibbs fumbled it the next play. Yeah. Right? They got the touchdown. Back. Right? They ended up, and then next thing you know, they're, I think, no, they had, they missed the, uh, they missed the field goal. They got the touchdown, I think, on the Ayuk play. Yeah. They come back. What's his, uh, Gibbs fumbles it. They scored again. And then I think they scored later in the game with McCaffrey, and then it was game over by that point. These guys were shell-shocked. Detroit didn't really do much. I think they had, what, 24? Was it 21 at halftime, and they finished with 24, or was it 21? They were up 14, right? They were up 21-7 to or 24-17 at half. Yeah. And then they had it coming. 14, and we were hoping they'd be up by 17 with that one field goal that they could have. uh, That was just, ah, man. I'm like, that's just stupidity. Pitching to, like, for the players. Because when you get that play call come in your ear, like, you have to do it. You can't just be like, you know what, guys, fuck it. We're going to, like, especially being golf. Like, when nothing yeah. into you, you can't be like, hey, you know what, like, let's just bring on the field goal, uh, what is it called, line. Because that's a whole thing. you got to bring in all those defensive guys and then get the field goal kicking team on it. You there just like, okay, we're fucking going for it, I guess, okay. I'm not saying Brown's going to fucking run this. Like, you're handing shit off. Like, it's such a... Like, thinking for Goff, I think, like, especially being that aggressive kind of, like, quarterback himself. Like, he's yeah. a fucking pretty good quarterback. He's a little, dude, he's turned his career around. I mean, like, the fact of where he was and he got traded and then, you know, Stafford won the title with the same team. Obviously, he's not going to be one of those guys where he's even, like, a top 10 QB. Yeah. He's an average to good QB at the end of the day who is playing great for stretches. But the thing with him is that outside of, like, as the game progresses, he doesn't tend to do as well. Yeah. Right, the teams kind of pick up a more, and with him, he's not a guy who's going to be a threat on the ground. So if you keep, he stays in the pocket. He's going to stay in the pocket, right? We so, saw Purdy on the opposite side, fucking run. I've never <laughs> seen him run like that, dude. I've never seen Purdy run like that. I haven't seen many quarterbacks run in that style, but it was perfect. Like I'm, I'm giving him credit on those runs because some big, guys, some big runs, man. He had some big runs, dude. That he kind of dodged, weren't like some like random uh you know like yep. dudes that are coming at you they're guys that when they hit you they're gonna fucking blow your head off i was impressed by those runs they said they showed his feet after it was the fastest he'd ever ran too man <laughs> i mean like, huh what was his, like, i don't i think it was something like 20 i i gotta look i i can't remember it off the top of my head but they they're like the fastest this year was uh metcalf at like 24 something like that he got the fastest one so i want to see what his party uh, i don't know like i he he was like pretty fast like man start, he would start really slow in his runs pretty but then all of a sudden when he caught wind he was like gone uh i want to let's see if i can I find the, it i'll see if i can find it for you uh what was the other line was rushing, four for 53 so four for 53 for him is Pretty damn quick. Dude, that's half a football field just by your quarterback from running. That's pretty damn good. And so the the part that really makes it interesting now for the 49ers is, is was this like a one-off with Purdy? Or is this some part of the game that they've been... Because, they, you know, they try to go for Trey Lance, who was a running style, because that was the big thing was, you know, running QBs. But if Purdy can run like this on a regular basis, I mean, the runs that he had, he might not do again. Yeah. But if he could become more of like, kind of like a Russell Wilson with the way that like the runs aren't decide for him to run, yeah. but if he sees a gap and he can turn a sack into a five yard gain, or he runs for the eight nine yards and turns it into a second and short, it's th- if he can just add that element to the 49ers offense, 
I don't see how the Chiefs stop them next week because that's the one component that the 49ers haven't fully had in their offense. So we'll talk about that after when we, you know, talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl next week even, right? That'll be our big Super Bowl conversation at that point. But, man, Lions had it. They blew it. 49ers came back. They made the right plays. They had the crowd on their side. And they got the job done at the end. Purdy stepped up. You know, you can say he's a game manager. Okay, maybe he is. But you know what? Game managers have won a Super Bowl before. So it's a lot like, uh, you know, Russell Wilson winning the best defense in the entire league of all time. You know, what's his face back with the Ravens too? What's his quarterback when they had the best defense? uh, Flacco ripped it up. Flacco, I give him props for uh oh man i can't think of the guy he he wanted like 20 like when they had the ray lewis he's, i know i i yeah, swear who the fuck it oh we always see him on tv and shit dude trent delfer trent delfer that sounds right i think i think he's the guy who ended up uh I th- did they even show him again? yeah it was trent delfer man way back in the day did they even show him because remember how they were showing all the baltimore ravens that one at the game like they had no, no, they didn't. Out. No, but he wasn't like on that level. Ray Lewis was. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> way. This guy's the game manager of a do Ray Lewis. I didn't even bring in Ray Rice before this guy, <laughs> and he didn't even win a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, that was a little dark. That was a little dark. I'm sorry. Um, but like all, like he honestly like can probably. Out of that Super Bowl winning run, he probably had the lead. Like, he was a game manager. They had the number one defense of all time. They literally needed this guy to put up, like, 10, 13 points, right? Top defense, you only need a game manager on the offensive side of the quarterback. You just need him to know or low amount of turnovers. And that's one thing I said about Goff, too. I was like, you know what? Hopefully, he has his early turnover and no more. He didn't turn it over, I think, right? uh, Did he? Who did? Which turnover did he have? Remember the pick? That pick was his first one. Oh, right. After that, he had something else. Remember, wasn't it an end zone pick? I don't think, I don't know if it was. They just put their knee down and got it out of the end zone. Uh, They did something in the South. That happened in the other game. That game was uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember that play, man, to be honest. I honestly can't remember that play. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that one was. I don't think, uh, like, he had a pretty, uh, I don't even know if he had a turnover, to be honest. I don't think he did, man. He had, like, one TD and then he had no turnovers, but there was just a couple throws he got let down. I mean, they got the touchdown, I think, at the end, too, but it was too little, too late. Yeah. Those field, they lost by three points. Those field goals were huge. Right, even if it, or even tied it, you're going to overtime, and then it's like even like then you obviously you blew a seven team. Back at zero zero, once you're no team. over, you never know what's gonna happen. And then you know with the playoff rules now, both team gets at least one shot, right? So no matter what happened, one team would have had the shot. So, uh, except for TD, right? No, TD still gives you a shot. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, the only playoffs. So that was they had they changed it. Uh, it was because the Bills. I think I've rolled out with it. It happened against the Mahomes guys too. Remember when Brady ended up winning in overtime? Yeah. But it's only if you score a TD, you get an opportunity back. If you get a field goal, I mean, obviously field goal does it. It does it anyway. But before they wouldn't have like all those rules. Yeah. So now a TD gives you a second chance. But the thing is, if you're a team going to overtime now, you're better off being the second team, yeah. not the first. Yeah. Because if you're the first team, you whatever, you get field goal touchdown. But if you're second, you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. You don't have... You know, if you got to get a field goal or you touchdown, you can be a play calling changes too. 
or if you obviously to win the game or tie the game or whatever it may be, the second team has a better strategy. But um, yeah, uh, let's go on to the Chiefs and Ravens. I don't know who do you want to go with Lamar, Mahomes. I not much honestly to talk about Mahomes. He just does what he does, does what he does, right? But Lamar, on the other hand, we were hoping he was going to do a lot more. And I think you know OBJ said it best when uh, they have that uh, candid kind of audio of him. Yeah. <coughs> that yo, you can do this shit with your legs, literally. What the fuck is going on? Like everybody, I think at one point was asking that, like, what the fuck is going on? We're seeing the play live. We're seeing everybody spread out. The field is wide open. Why are you not, like, why aren't you running? Like, where's the Lamar that we know that we're not looking for a 40 yard uh, yeah, touchdown every yeah. single time, but we are looking for how you said Brock Purdy get the five yards instead of a sack, which we saw him get sacked and get pushed out of field goal territory so many times. Like, dude, you have to fucking run. So. I know Lamar didn't do very good. Yeah. But this is the time to mention that McDonald only gave only allowed Mahomes to throw 17 points. Yeah. And Spagnola, who's been shutting down defense. Like, he went from a guy who, who was a liability for the Chiefs defensive coordinator at one point yeah. to now becoming, like, a one of the great defensive coordinators, what he's been doing. Yeah. So before we get into the rest of the conversation, I think both of those defensive coaches deserve props for what happened in front of them. Yeah. But going back to Lamar... His deep ball is not like he threw a nice one to Flowers. Yeah. We'll talk about Flowers too, good. man. Flowers yeah. also didn't help him either, right? So he definitely took some points. He, off, uh, they probably would have had because that would have been counted as a touchdown throw for Lamar too yeah. if he made the touchdown, right? So seventeen points, ten points, but LeBron like the, the Zay Flowers thing was all a Zay. He threw a nice ball. Beautiful. He fucked up and. Then the dude, we talked about it right then and there. He pushes the guy, celebrates on him, and then spins the football over his head. Like he did, he you know, you push the guy that probably would have let it go. You stand over the guy and talk a shit. They probably would have let it go, but that might have been a penalty. When you roll the ball right on the top of the guy's head, they have no. You've been standing there for a good ten seconds, man. Everyone's looking at you, right? You had to do it quickly. You flex or whatever the guys do, and then you walk off. And while you're walking off. You say your shit. You say your. You don't say it to the guy like so that the cameras can see. Yeah, I don't want to walk by, look back, maybe say something while you're walking right? up. Like and your celebration, the taunting, everything, right? So that puts him from a first and goal to first and twenty-five. Yeah. You know, and then they get it back. He gets the penalty. He comes back. He makes some sick catch. He got him a first down again on that play yeah. too. Yeah. And then Sneed, man, came in at the perfect time, knocked oh, it out, oh. right? The thing that coaches have been telling you is when you get to the goal line, don't reach out unless you're clear. You tuck the ball in and you go hard. If you get stopped short, because they would have had the first down, you're still okay. Yeah. Right? You don't look you're at like the two yard line. And look at what happened last week against, uh, with what's his face, Hardman. Remember, he got it knocked out at the same thing. He tried to go over and yeah. got it knocked out. So stop trying to reach over. And I think that's the part of being like a rookie that sometimes you're going to make these dumb mistakes, right? So that, college, he done that hands down every single he would have done it and you know he had so much success all year that you didn't really think about it but when you come to the playoffs balls turnovers is huge in the playoffs huge, the amount of games that teams win or lose in the playoffs I get the regular season matters playoffs it matter even more yeah. right bad turnover bad penalty so that didn't help Lamar's case at all right and his running I think he was like six for 54 he didn't even pop off 
but that's part of the good game plan that they had too. Yeah, they they also guys. were, they, you know, what Flowers is big, but they had help. They made the throws in front of them. And I think they just did a good job of not playing to Lamar's strength. The, Lamar loves doing the middle of the field. Yeah. Right? Those you, one, two, three, you can throw it quick. It's easier to throw in the middle of the field too. It's also where you get the best chance of getting chunk plays. If you can get in the middle constantly, you get yeah. 10, 15, 20 yards, right? They made him throw it a little deeper at times. That last pick, though, was fucking triple coverage. Yeah. Trip, so and I get that, like, you know, the, on the other side, Isaiah likely did get hit. But if there wasn't three dudes already, there's no way the ball's making it through. Yeah. Even if he didn't hit him, yeah. there's no way the ball's making it through three dudes. No, and the, that's the other part of it. I think uh, KC did a really good job is uh, shutting down the tight ends. They did not let Andrews unlikely get away with plays. At yep. one point, uh, remember when Lamar did that pass to himself? Yeah, yeah. He had the second most yards behind Flowers, I think it was, for the team at the No, point. Flowers. I think that was about the third quarter, too. Yeah. Like, that wasn't, like, the first quarter. That was the third quarter, man. It shows you, like, they had the tight ends covered. All the other receivers were covered. And it was yeah. just Flowers that was, A, getting away with shit, and then, B, he was also the one fucking shit up, too. So you have a receiver that's kind of, like, Almost like evening himself out. Like he's canceling out all his yardage yeah. from the penalty from that loss. So it's like realistically the the best receiver they had was almost Lamar. <laughs> and where was OBJ all game, man? I other than the oh, candid audio, he made a catch or two at the end, I think. But, used him but he was advantages. It was such a weird kind of game plan too, because Bunkin has been killing it all year, right? They made adjustments looking against the Texans. They've done really well. Yeah. But they barely even used the running backs this game too. And they, I think the running backs bare, like had maybe five. Like there wasn't a lot of carries. It was just throw, 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 throw oh, all day. It was all throwing Hill. Like I saw Hill's name pop up a few times, and then uh, Edwards did well on his limited runs, yeah. though. Like he's the guy that's usually like a fucking. You give him the ball to run. Yep. And ju Justice Hill's there to do your catching. He'll do your whatever. If you know uh, Gus Edwards needs a breather, he'll still run. It's not like Hill can't do any run. But you have to scare them with your run. And that's lot how Casey, that's the only way to beat Casey. Because if you're leaving Sneed guys and all these guys into coverage, those guys are fucking dominant as hell in coverage. And the other thing is when you make it, like when you are in an obvious passing situation, it's harder against the Chiefs. When you get, when you can make it second and five on Spags defense, they can't be as funky because it's a second and five. The offense dictates now. Right, but you're on a second and seven, second and eight, second and ten because you you know you had an incompletion on the first play. You know you're not getting anything out of the run game. Not saying that like you have to run the ball first every time, yeah. like pound it forty times a game. But first down, you throw it. Second down, maybe you run it now. Right, like they didn't do any of that yeah. to what they've been doing. They're uh, they're all the way up they're to really this point, play, right? Uh, like that fucks up your play action. Yep. Now that nobody's running, they already think that you're faking the play action and. We know Lamar loves doing those fakes anyway. So the KC defensive guy and having fucking people forget that Jones is there too. Yep. Who's like one of the most disruptive motherfuckers at the line. He's he's not. Obviously, he's not an Aaron Donald. No. But I mean, you could say he's maybe the second best defensive tackle in the league. Right? He's done it in the playoffs. He does it in the regular he season. After Lamar a few times, even the ones that he got the ball away. Yep. Yeah. I think he sacked. I think he had one sack on. Uh, I think he Lamar. did. He Lamar like he had guys like sliming off of him too a couple times, right? Still ended up doing all these crazy plays, but ten points, man, turnovers. Cause he threw he threw more than did he just a one pick or was it more than one pick? Lamar. I think Lamar had multiple picks too, man. He might have had multiple. One was that end zone one? 
That was remember the even the guy uh, likely put his hand up too. Yeah, he told him he's like yo, the, uh, lo- uh, like vomit. Even though he had hey, dude, guys he had a side. guy in front of him. He didn't see the guy on the other side, and he obviously wasn't paying attention behind him. He was not. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Lamar had the remember the sack fumble. Remember when he yeah, went he to cock back it, and on that play they showed the everybody in front. Out of all the defensive linemen, that was the only time where all the defensive backs had their back turned yeah, to him. If he ran it at that time, he would have gone for twenty plus yards, easy. I remember seeing that one too. This one turned into a sack fumble. <laughs> and I'm like, what? How? This is the time when Lamar always runs, right? So I think I think that was part of the like, I'm back going back to Spags with his defense. He confused Lamar in a lot of situations, right? And that's one of the things a lot of these defenses, including Mike McDonald, McDonald's really good at too, is they don't show you the defense, what it's going to be. You kind of have to guess. If the a QB knows the exact, like, you're playing cover two, cover one, you know, coming for a blitz, then it, and you know the then you know which play to call. You're going to call a slide, you can call like a screen, you can do a deep, you know what play you're going to call. But when you don't know what it's going to be, you think it's a zone that blitz out of the zone. You think it's going to be mad, it pops into zone. You think it's going to be a blitz? It's a zone there as well, right? Like well, that's From doing all that, like you saw both quarterbacks were frustrated. Yeah. The game, both guys were just like not able to hit their guys. Obviously, uh, early on, KC had uh, like a really dominant showing. But then in the second half, when they didn't score it, any points. They didn't score shit. And you could tell from like, like Lamar really shows his emotion because he'll like get frustrated, slam his shit. Whereas uh, Mahomes hides it a bit, but then you saw Mahomes kind of going out of, like, character. Kind of getting mad, angry. You could see the yelling, like, the way he was on the sideline. You're like, yo, like, defensively, these defensive coaches are both putting so much pressure on these quarterbacks that right now it's, like, it's a turnover game. And that's how it became. Like, whoever's going to get the turnovers is probably going to win this game because without turnovers, it's going to be a really close game. Has Mahomes had a turnover at all himself? Oh. I mean, I felt like he hasn't had anything. He hasn't really fucked around much himself. He, I think I, maybe he, I'm trying to let's go back and take a look. He had no picks. He had no turnovers. I think yeah. that's three. All the games, they haven't had a single turnover. And that's what you said. That's how you they had two turnovers for Baltimore, yeah. right? And there were big ones too. Big one was like, you know, right there. But then they kind of stopped. Like, I think that was the one where, no, that was uh, that was the previous week. They had the other shit go down, but. Two turnovers, zero turnovers, you win by seven. The yeah. pick in one area, and then Flowers. Does the Flowers count as a turnover, too? Because he what fumbled that? it. That's a fumble. Yeah, it was a turnover. Yeah, That's a third turnover. Fumbled, then it went, it goes over. Right? So, fumble in the one-yard line. Yeah. We're, like, inches away from the goal line. The Lamar fumble when they were in their uh, own, like, I think, 30. Yeah. And then the pick late when they had a chance in scoring range again. Yeah. And that uh, uh, PC's zone, yeah, yeah, but still, and then the the, zone, and then the flowers penalty at the on the, after they got the first down after the play. Yeah. So those four huge mistakes, you can literally because I don't. If you look at the Chiefs side, there wasn't really anything. Even the second half when they couldn't score, yeah, they there was there were but they weren't making like turnover. They were punting the ball if they had. They to. were being aggressive on like, hey, it's a fourth and three. We're gonna go for it. Like just punt it. Get it the fuck out of here, and let's see what our defense can do. And they trust their defense. They have the second best by overall. They, the breakdown is the second best defense for the Chiefs. I think it's the seventh or ninth best defense for the 49ers. And statistically, when it comes to the Super Bowl, if whoever has the best defense out of the remaining teams wins. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time, 
most of the maybe not like and that's not just necessarily in the regulars that's the defense in the playoffs too right yes true we'll see what happens we'll talk about more of it um anything oh yeah the coaching hires that's a that's a big topic here too right just one more point kelsey ripped it up Ten catches, 116 yards, a TD, and that one sick catch where Mahomes like throws it, yeah. gets hit in the knee. Kelsey dives, gets yeah. the first down, and gets the catch. He turned back the clock, man. The props actually turning the clock back on Mahomes um, because uh, when the video started coming out of his training, yeah, of him training into weird positions, yeah, yeah, which we don't, I don't think we ever see Derrick Henry. Yeah, we see him <laughs> doing it, but he's doing like really heavy weight. Whereas this guy's doing... Okay, okay. Like, this guy's doing more of, like, deep stretches. Like, deep stretches, putting your body into, like, weird contoured things that, like, circus people do. Mm-hmm. That one where... That one's really hard to do. The backward one where you're, like, a spider almost. Yeah. Your legs are on the ground, but your hands... That one was weird. And oh. the they put that next to the replay of the one where the guy got him on the knees, and the way he felt was the exact way... Yeah, he yeah. Damn. He's doing, like... He's fucking flexible. That's why he got out of that position. He didn't get anything rolled up. A normal person that's not flex- as flexible would have probably ended up fucking. And the fact that he's got that in his like training uh, regimen to already do things like that, he still. But I mean, you have to be able to stay healthy. Like even last year, injuries. He's had injuries in the past, but for the most of his career, he's been a guy who's been able to. He hasn't really missed multiple weeks. Usually a game here or a it's game mostly, there. Like that's why I think he's doing these workouts. It's mostly his leg. It's kind of like Seth and Curry. It's guys that fucking come and tackle him low. So you yes, have to be yes, for those guys. So you have to know the guys are gonna come tackle you because they're trying to get you out of the out of the game too, right? Like they're kind of like trying to get in your head. Like hey, I fucking hit you one. Like Max Crosby always does to him. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it kind of gives you like Seth Curry vibes where you know like the difference between a healthy version of this guy. And a non-healthy version is like one Opposite. of the is a goat to uh, just a mortal man, yeah. <laughs> right? Like Seth Curry, they got the the with his injuries, right? They thought he was just going to be a good player, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, he gets healthy, yeah. everything clicks, and boom, go. So I'm glad that he Mahomes is healthy because it would have been shitty to see a matchup between one guy with a torn ACL or some shit, guy, exactly. right? The Chiefs got some injuries though; they lost a couple guys on defense that mm-hmm. game too. So I'm interested to see how that works out next week, but. Going back to the coaching hires, um, we'll just do a quick recap here. Uh, Redskins win with Dan Quinn. Seahawks win with Mike McDonald. Panthers win with Dave Canales. Uh, Falcons win with Raheem Morris. Patriots win with Jared Mayo. Raiders win with Antonio Pierce. Chargers win with Harbaugh. And Titans win with Callahan. So, obviously, other than the Seahawks, which you can't cheer for because you're obviously biased, name your favorite hire and your non-favorite Higher. I'm going to see a Harbaugh, probably my favorite hire. Yep. Just because of, like, seeing him in NFC West previously, how good he <laughs> did there. He was, like, one of our big rivals that just everybody looked up to. Like, that's a team we want to fucking beat. And then goes to college, runs shit there, and now comes back to the NFL to see if he still has it. And yeah. Dope for him. You know, his brother is fucking still there. Right. So it's going to be like a dope kind of, I think it would have been dope. Like if they're in the same conference though. Yeah. They're at least, so they have a chance to play each other. Right. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. And then worst one, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with the Dan Quinn one. Fair. Just cause like, yeah, he's a defensive guru. I'll give it to, I'll give it to him on that all. Right. Right. Nobody could fuck. Not many people can fuck with his defense. 
But I think as a head coach, having to take on more responsibility, especially the offensive side, because there could be, you know, you could uh, have fights with your coordinator in a yeah, second. You yeah. take the play calling, whatever could happen. We've seen him there before, and it hasn't been that great for him. So I think those are my two. So, I mean, for me, I think Harbaugh is an easy one for me. And you picked him because you couldn't pick Mike McDonald. I'm going to go with Mike McDonald. Even though I obviously, you know, my hatred for the Seahawks, right? But it seems like a smart hire, man. He's a positive guy. He's done wonders with the defense, right? There's nothing in his, like, hopefully he's not like, a you know, the Dave Staley or whatever, the guy that yeah. just got fired by the Chargers, kind of up and coming, young, whatever. But you know what? Like, just because you don't have experience doesn't mean you're not going to do well. You could also be McVay and all these other guys, right? But at least from, like, a fit perspective of the way that Schneider has, um, you know, like kind of coaches, I guess it's just been Pete Carroll, but they kind of wanted a positive guy still in there. Their defense has been neglected for so many years now that I understand it's not like defense wins you championships, but defense can cost you championship. Right? So you, yeah, you can be an average. You got to be like almost average on defense. You don't have to be the best defense or the, the, you know, top 10, but you better be like average defense. And then sometimes with average defense in the playoffs, just kind of, click and they become a little bit better like the Chiefs did last year. Because you only have so many uh, opponents left in yep. the postseason. They're not worried about the entire league now. Yep. You're just like, yo, this is who's in front of us. This is all we got to get through. And you can sometimes there's one game plans and you don't know, like, you know, teams do really uh, really well, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was higher was like a home run. The one that I would say that I'm kind of my least favorite hire is Dave Canales of the First of all, I had no idea this guy was even in contention. Like, no offense, he did lead the Bucks offense, which wasn't like phenomenal. Like, it was good. He, I know he did it well with Baker, but I also don't trust the kind of like the whole organization of the Panthers right now to be like, we, yo, we trust what you guys are doing. Because yeah. they've hired, they've gone through, uh, what is it, Frank Reich. They had an interim coach. They probably should have kept. They decided to let him go. Who was he the co? Who did they fire before him? The guy that was with Cam Newton guys earlier. Oh fuck, Tabor. No, that was this. It wasn't Rivera. Rivera was before that. Rivera's been her. No, they had another guy in between too. So I can't think of the guy's name right now. But I think he's gone through like three coaches in three years at this point. He's paying all these other dudes. You've seen him throw drinks at fans and shit like that, right? So there's nothing in me. That believe and he always he that that organization pick fucking young over Stroud, yeah. right? So I there's nothing in me that believes that the Panthers did the right thing, yeah. And they have to like, prove, prove it. be wrong, right? Like Harbaugh is a proven winner. Quinn has won before. The fact that the Commanders have a new organization and an owner who seems to be doing like good things, yeah. <coughs> they hired the right hand man of Lynch, who's. As you know, a rival of the 49ers, all the great players they've drafted in the last few years, right? So I think it's a really like, I think though that hire by the Panthers, I just don't trust it. Yeah, Maybe I'll be wrong, right? right? I just don't trust it until I, you prove me wrong. And also why they went for him. Yeah. Just because you do have Bryce Young's yep. up and coming quarterback. We've seen Canales and what he's done with quarterbacks. I They looked at purely at one asset that he can come in and change our quarterback, and that might ignite our offense. They're not really thinking about the rest of, like, you still got to have 
defense. He fought, which you can kind of help him with uh, getting a very good defensive coordinator. You can, yeah. So there's yeah. something you can help him with. But it seems like they just went, yo, we have Bryce Young. We put this effort into him. We're, we kind of have him now for the next whatever years. And we lost our picks. <laughs> so let's get a guy right now that's going to be a purely a more of a quarterback guy. Yeah, yeah. Really get into him, figure out the offense, and bring whatever offensive. They're bringing the they're bringing the wide receivers coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers too. That's I think going to be his offensive coordinator. And obviously, you know, Godwin Evans, right? Even even the Gage guy, they've had other guys that have yeah. done really well too, right? Yeah. They always so Evans himself puts a good resume on. Him. He's a Hall of Famer, bro. He's a thousand plus yards a fucking year. So you know, for those kind of guys, you're almost like you know what that I like that part. I did like that they got the wide receivers coach yeah. who's coached so well in Tampa Bay all these years, and, and that relationship still. With yep, the yep, he's very good. But there's others like you know, like we just saw today, Kingsbury's the Raiders' uh, offensive coordinator now. And watching him, what he was doing in Arizona, like he's completely neglected a run game that had Murray there as well. Yeah. Too much offense. I mean, I like him more in the OC role than the head coach role, which is fair. I think I, I like that OC style for him, not yeah. the fucking head coach. No, he's no, he's much on his plate. I think he's definitely not a head coach. <laughs> but I mean, it's just he he left in such a bad. Like usually, there's sometimes offensive coordinators get fired because there's a new coach. Yeah. But when you get him like from one position to another, yeah, maybe he learned some lessons and he's going to be better this time around. Well, I mean, we'll see Raiders kind of – we'll see what happens with Raiders because last time they had a interim coach that do well. They let him yeah. go yeah. after they made the playoffs and they haven't done – then they brought in, I think, Gruden, right? Gruden. And then he obviously – his shit happened and then they brought in – no, was it Gruden or was it – no, McDaniels. Of, McDaniels, right? They had – he was the interim coach for yeah. Gruden. Yeah. They brought him McDaniel. Now they can't. This guy find now, now look at the situation, right? So, I mean, no one's really talking about the Titans and Brian Callahan, right? Other than, oh, the one point I was going to make, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel without jobs this year. The greatest co and same, like, Pete Carroll doesn't have a job either this year, right? So, Vrabel, like, uh, he's still young. But the other two, I can kind of, like, I can see... Uh, Belichick taking a break yeah. from football and maybe thinking about coming back or in retirement, he's kind of like, fuck it. Both Carol, same thing. He might be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take some time off. Vrabel, though, that was a head scratcher of how, like, nobody's going for him. And now he's at a position that the only thing he can get into now would be, like, an OC role. And I, so, I think he's too good to be an OC. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so, being a guy, especially, he grew up on the defensive side of the ball, right? Yeah. And look at the dude, his previous offensive, look at his last three, last two offensive coordinators other than the, Matt LaFleur, yeah. then uh, Arthur Smith, yeah. right? No, like LaFleur killed it. killed it. Arthur Smith killed it as offensive coordinator, did terrible, terrible as a coach. Yeah. And then, you know, his offense, like the whole trade with AJ Brown, I think was a huge, but that might've been more on the, you know, last year they should fire the GM with like six games left of the season. Yeah. Weird time to fire him, too. So, I think the thing with Vrabel, though, is that he's one of those guys where taking a year off for him isn't going to impact him because he's, A, like you said, he's so young. Yeah. And and for him, I think, you know what? On, I thought the Chiefs, I'm mean, not Chiefs, sorry, the Seahawks were going to go after him. He seemed like a, right? I thought he was a good candidate for that team. But next year, there's going to be like, you know, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but... Mike Vrabel's taking the 
Titans further than uh, McDaniel, I mean, uh, McCarthy ever took uh, Cowboys, right? Like, those guys are all in on there, too. They lost uh, their their defensive coordinator, right? So that's going to be another adjustment as well. So I think whatever happens, there's going to be other coaching opportunities come Vrabel next year. I mean, I could honestly even see him becoming a college coach, right? He's got that Oklahoma, uh, what is it, the Ohio State connection, too, because I think that's where he was before he became into the NFL, too, is with Ohio State. So... Not a lot of money in college, man. A lot of, like, and Vrabel, he's got, like, he's been, he's, you know, he's been to the, what is it, uh, AFC championship game, right? Not a lot of coaches end up doing there, and most of the coaches do are pretty decent coaches. So, I think he's going to go somewhere next year. I don't know where, when, how. Um, the Falcons one was really interesting because the part that I was going to mention is now your Rams get three more, two more draft picks because they hired a diversity hire. But Raheem Morris, right? Like, he didn't do so well the first time. Yeah. He did really well in L.A. Maybe he's learned the first time and coaching with McVay and stuff too, right? Like, he did really well with that defense, right? So, I mean, he's one of those guys. Just Obviously, they're not all going to do well. Raiders are, you know, kept Antonio Price. Patriots kind of had an agreement last year with Jared Mayo that he's going to be their coach. It was written into his contract that, right? So, that wasn't unexpected. Obviously, the Chargers and Harbaugh. Dan Quinn to the Redskins is a little interesting because I thought that might have been another Mike Rabel spot, yeah. right? Over Quinn, who I, I kind of trust Rabel more than I trust Dan Quinn, right? Yeah. Especially after that defensive performance. But yeah. then again, you know, Rabel had like a 5-11 and 11 year or some shit too. So, you know what? We'll oh, see. a shitty team too. Like he's been right. They've been riding fucking uh, who's but, the other quarterback? Uh, Tannehill, and, Tannehill right? Like far as they could. But he also turned Tannehill's career around yeah, too, right? Yeah, so 100%. it's kind of like which way do you go with things? So I think you know, Vrabel's gonna get a job. I don't know about Bill Belichick because I think wherever he goes, it's, it has to be a very unique and fit for him too, right? And would he be willing to go to an organization where he doesn't have the full power like he did when he was with the Patriots, right? And they B doesn't even need to coach again. You're probably considered, I think he is considered the greatest coach of all time, right? So his legacy kind of took a hit with Brady getting the title and them not doing well the last few years, but he doesn't need to coach. Pete Carroll's an interesting guy, but if same thing, like he's got the Super Bowl. He's got a college title with an asterisk. Sorry, Reggie Bush, right? He's 72. Like... Right, like how long like, he's gonna coach until he's eighty? Right, like I don't, I don't. He has a heart attack running the sidelines. They're like, yo, it's finally over. Like, are the Chiefs? I mean, the Seahawks gonna bring him back as a QB or something and have him fight Geno for the spot? Right, so can you retire? Um, Lip I think light, I think man. like he's he doesn't have to coach, but you know what? If some team like look at Sean Payton, the amount of money that they threw at him to come back, if some team is like, hey, we're gonna give you fifteen, twenty million a year. For three years or four years, right? Or even like, let's say Pete wants to do it for five years, yeah. seventy-seven. Still ridiculous to think about, but especially when these guys take time off and you see how much you want to come back. That next year, if somebody does give you the hanging offer and it's a good one, like a lot of these guys bite because they're like, you're feening for it. The whole, you're watching the season, you're like I could do this, I could do that, and then you you want to kind of come back. But even with Carol, like, could you see him being an announcer role or? Uh, 
around. Like those pre, like look at Bill Cowher after he left the Steelers, right? He ended up going there too. So I see him going into like uh, how he kind of is, like an executive role, still having a role with football. Yeah. If he doesn't go uh, a coaching way, like if he doesn't choose anything coaching related, I think he just sticks with the Seahawks, gets a role in there, mm-hmm. helps with scouting, kind of little random shit, just to stay with football. Yeah, because a lot of these guys, like he, he doesn't seem like a guy that just wants to retire and say. Like, I think I think that that's what I say is, but his advisory role is very interesting because I think they didn't want to come out and be like we fired. Yeah, him right, but at the same time, he even said it like it wasn't his decision all the way. Like the owner had a huge uh, part in making that decision. I'm not saying it's the wrong decision, but the way that it explained, it wasn't like it was a mutual decision. I think it was more on the ownership side, right? But He'll be 73 next year. I don't know, like, no offense to him. The coaching hires that he's made over the last several years haven't done that great. The guys that have left is, I mean, Quinn was good, but he wasn't a good coach. You know, the Sherman, I I think, was a defensive coordinator for, was he for the for Seahawks as well and the Cowboys? Or uh, what was the other guy that you guys had as one of your, it was like Sherman, not Sherman. Uh, it was another guy. He he was your secondary coach. John Desai. No, it wasn't Desai. It was the. Oh man. Um. The other black guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? It wasn't. No, no, not him. Um, man, he was like the coaching. Oh man, I can't think of the guy. He was. Bef- I think he took over after Dan. Quinn, right? And then they fired him, and then they brought in that Clint guy. Uh, defensive coordinator history. Chris Richard. That's who I was thinking of. Chris Richard. That's the guy. Um, But, I mean, because they, they, since then they've had a couple different coordinators, and they haven't really done well in the last few years. So that was kind of the peak. That looked good. They had Gus Bradley for a bit. Then they went into Dan Quinn. Was it their prime where they won everything? And then from Chris Richard to use a few years, and then I think Clint and their defense hasn't been the same. So, you know what? It makes sense from that side. But I think we're pretty much uh, exhausted our NFL talk for quite some time here. Uh, yeah, next week we'll be back with more of a Super Bowl breakdown. We might bring in some draft topics at this point, too, right? And yeah, that's pretty much it. So. All right, we'll be back uh, right after this with the NBA portion of uh, the Sunny D Podcast.